another episode of Sofa Talks. Today I am joined by a fantastic radio presenter and host, Chloe McKell. Hi. Hello, how are you? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? I'm all right. Thank you for coming on our show. Thank you for having me. Lovely to have you. Mm -hmm. So we will talk about you and talk about everything you've been doing. Mm -hmm. So at the moment, obviously, um, let's talk about your first kind of role, um, which is about which is obviously a presenter mm-hmm. on Flex FM. Yeah. So how did you get into that? So the radio thing is random, <laughs> really random. Um, I was a makeup artist for like seven years, uh, so for a long time. I thought it was going to be like my career forever. I loved it. And then, yeah, I just kind of like fell out of love with it. But I've always loved music. Like I, I was brought up around music. My dad's a music fanatic. Um, and it's always been something that has been very kind of like big in my life, but never something I thought I would do as a career. And then, then I just got older. I just thought, what really makes me happy? Like, what do I actually want to do? And I was like, music makes me happy. So I was thinking, okay, like, how can I do something to do with music that kind of fits me and fits my personality? And I like to talk. <laughs> I like to <laughs> so do I. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, okay, like radio. And I just started thinking about it and I just thought, like, I can really see myself on radio. So I was like, all right, I have no experience. Like, it's not like I can just, you know, go to Capital Extra or One Extra and say, hey, give me a job. Like, see, I need to start from, from the beginning. So I just started going online and just like Googling, like, okay, you know, how'd you get a radio job? So I saw like a few little vacancies for like community radio stations. I was just applying for them. Obviously, I had no experience, but there was this one and the guy like just put his number on it. So I thought, okay, cool. I'll just ring him or I think I texted him or called him. I don't know. And I was just like, hey, like, I've never done radio before. But I don't think he could kind of like see like my personality and just see yeah. that I was quite, you know, like passionate and stuff. I was like, I love music. Like, and I think I'd be really good. Like, I just had to try and like big myself up. And he was like, mm, okay, do you know what? I'm going to give you like a chance to like, come for an interview. So I went and like, met him and again I just told him what I was all about and I think he could like he liked my personality and stuff and he just kind of took a chance on me and, and was, probably your confidence yeah well. I just I just yeah. I tried to come across like you know like it's going to be a good thing if you take me on basically yeah like, I'm not going to let you down yeah um and yeah he just literally left me to it like he actually when I say he left me to it, I'm not going to say what station it was, but he didn't teach me nothing, like, everything. Uh, yeah, because do you get yeah. some sort of, like, training? I thought he was going to, yeah, post. no. So he put me in this room with, like, all the stuff, like, all the technical stuff, and I was like, you know, I've never done this before. I literally just taught myself everything. Wow. Um, and then I just loved it, like, every every week I'd go radio, like, I'd leave and I would just feel so great and I just I said to myself from the beginning even if I have two listeners a week I don't care like mm-hmm. that's not why I'm doing it like mm-hmm. them two listeners if they enjoy my show like I'll go there every week and do it um and that's just literally how it started and it just literally built from there it's really interesting that you've come from kind of like a makeup artist background mm-hmm. and you're always surprised it's but then really then they think about it, they're like oh I can see you doing that um, people always joke like because I'm from Essex as well. Like, oh, you're from Essex? Oh, yeah, makes sense. Like, <laughs> makes sense, yeah. And also, I'm looking at your makeup now. Your makeup is like, oh, flawless. <laughs> but yeah. I'm so basic these days. Like, it's so funny. I went from being the type of person I'd have like different kind of eyeshadow every day. and But these days, I don't even like wearing makeup. Is that because we're in lockdown though? Because no. I'm feeling like that. I think, I, think, I don't know. No, I think for the last few years, 
I just kind of just enjoyed just being myself more, which sounds so like, you know, like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm more myself now, but <laughs> I just don't feel like I need to wear loads of makeup anymore. It's just, That's I don't know. I, it's probably partly laziness. I think I'm getting older. I'm just lazy <laughs> As you're like, getting older, yeah, I, was, I can't involve with yeah. So yeah, so being a radio host, obviously, it's all about your personality, and you mm. know, I feel like you've got a really big personality. We've been following you for quite some time. Oh, like to see what you're posting on mm-hmm. Instagram. So um, you know, what other kind of developments have you got going on with your career? What else are you trying to kind of branch out to? <laughs> There's loads. Um, <laughs> um, so obviously, yeah, I've got radio. Um, I was saying earlier as well, I'm learning to mix as well. So even though I'm on so radio, DJing, yeah, yeah, I'm not like. My show is not like um, a DJ set or anything. It's just because like we always assume. Well, I always assume anybody that's a presenter mm. on a radio show. I assume that they're DJs as yeah, well. Yeah. So is that not the case? No, because obviously, it's say if you did like a breakfast show, you wouldn't be mixing it like okay. during breakfast. You'd just be like obviously talking. And my show is a bit more of like a presenting show. Like I have like games that I play sometimes, and I have guest topics. So. It's more of like a daytime, like talking kind right. of like. Talk obviously, show. there's music. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's music. Like it's mostly music, but there is talking. Whereas, if I was going to do an evening show, I'd be like mixing, and I probably wouldn't right. be talking that much. Um, and I want to be able to do both. I want to be able to have like a daytime show, and then maybe like sometimes do like an evening show or something. So, yeah, I'm learning to mix. So that's been fun. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> like people don't realize like DJing. Like there's a lot that goes into it. I can't imagine um, trying to learn how to mix. Nah, and different genres are different. So like, I like a lot more like rap, hip hop, and then when My I then, girl. yeah, <laughs> when I decided to learn, yeah. like the guy who's teaching me, shout out to um, Sonny because he's been teaching me. He was like, you do realize you've started with the hardest genre to mix. Oh like, really? So what's the easiest yeah. genre to mix? I think like house and like dance okay. and uh, even maybe garage and stuff. I think I don't know. That's just what he said anyway. I don't know. I might be wrong. MG might. <laughs> He was like, we'll just go with what you're saying. He was like, you're starting with the, the most difficult genre of music. But then I thought, at least I'm starting with the hardest. So hopefully, because I like everything. Yeah. I do like all genres. So I love house. So at least if I start with the hardest one, hopefully then I, that means I can just mix house. Oh, well. you obviously like a challenge. I don't know. I like <laughs> you know what? I yeah, I do. You like to push yourself, don't you? I do. I do. Mm. I do. Um, so yeah, as far as other stuff, yeah, mixing. So hopefully by the end of this year, I want to be like mixing and DJing, and hopefully if we're allowed out, I want to do like clubs and stuff. So that will be good. fun. Um, let's pray. Yeah, I'm literally. <laughs> one day. Let's pray for that. Um, what else is there? So I manage um artists as well. Okay. Um, so I manage. I think I, I've taken on a couple more. I think there's four. Yeah, I've got four artists at the minute. One of them is my brother. I'm going to just shout them all out as well, just yeah. to plug them. Um, but one of them is my brother, he's called Young M. Then I've got Alami still, he's another one of my artists. Then I've got um, an amazing um, girl, she's called R.E.K. She's very new, she's not she's not released anything yet, but she's sick, so look out for her. And then I've got an artist called Jax as well, he is a, a rapper, he's like more of a drill kind of vibe. Um, so I've been doing artist management for, yeah, over two years now. Um, and recently set up like a, I don't want to call it like a management company, I've called it like a collective. Okay. So it incorporates like artist management, it's also, um, I'm building like a team basically, so it's going to be like graphic designers, videographers, directors, and um, just anyone in the music industry like creatively. Mm-hmm. I want to kind of build a team that obviously my artists can use, 
but we also kind of like outsource, you know, people's up and coming other people. Yeah, and a lot of it is about up and coming artists. That's mm. what I'm all about, like supporting emerging new artists, new talent. Because I just love music. I love discovering new people, and I don't like listening to like commercial stuff all the time. Like I don't know. I just there's so much out there, and I think we it's wasted sometimes when we just listen to the same people. Well, it's it's. There is a lot out there at the moment, but then I feel like there's a pro and a con because mm. you've got the industry is just it's so saturated. <laughs> it's really saturated. It's so saturated. You can you can make anyone can kind of anyone make a beat. and everyone is making music. Yeah. yeah. So how do you know who are the right kind of artists to manage? What's your criteria? I think you can definitely tell someone apart who is serious about what they want to do and not like and a lot of these young artists. You know they want to do it because they see you know what comes with it the lifestyle the money like chains cars which is all fun don't get me wrong like the music industry is a fun place to be but it also takes a lot of work and it's not glamorous and you will be trying for a very long time before you get to that point and i think some people will look at me and see that i'm a manager and they'll send me a dean and be like oh my god like i'm trying to blow this year can you manage me like and it's like they they want me to put them on or do something for them where mm. it's like it's actually them that these what can you do like, yeah. like you're the artist you have to put in the work i'm here to help you mm. but i can't click my fingers and make you a star do you mm. get what i mean and i think you can always tell them people who are willing like i like an artist who is willing to put in the work themselves yeah. and not rely on me to do everything because like i say like i've got a million one other things that i'm doing at the same time um i can't baby you yeah. do you get what i mean so yeah. um yeah, that's an interesting thing. So, what is your work-life balance like? Because you've obviously got your radio show once a week. <coughs> mm-hmm. You're managing four, four or five yeah, artists. Yeah, it's non-existent. <laughs> yeah, how do you <laughs> work-life balance is non-existent for me? Um, but like we were saying earlier, like it's been harder as well during like lockdown and things because obviously working from home a lot. It's you just don't have that balance, and mm. I have to make sure you know. The area that I'm working in in my house is separate to the area that I'm chilling in because yeah. it just gets too much and, and it, you have to be really strict on yourself and I think we, we I think a lot of people have underestimated how hard like the work from home thing actually is. It sounds great, you're in your house, you're it sounds fantastic, you post in the fridge whenever you want, but you just you don't have that the motivation and the motivation and you get lazy and you have like you have really got to be disciplined so mm. i'm still working on it <laughs> and like yeah just doing everything yourself as well because like everything i do i like everything you see from me i've done it like i make my own graphics i do every, every single thing like everything's with my show i produce my own radio show i don't have a producer like everything is me so when you're doing everything like you just don't have time you're a woman of like so many talents honestly. it's crazy but i think i just like to tell people as well like you can just teach yourself to do anything and i think this is a very good time for anyone who maybe has a bit more time on their hands if there's something that you've been wanting to do or learn like please just do it like go on youtube you know see how someone else like there's someone has made a tutorial for everything like you can go on youtube and see how to boil an egg do you know what I mean? yeah like, exactly. like, there's exactly. something there's something on there for everyone so i definitely would say like yeah it's a lot of hard work but if you can do things on your on your own it's always best to know how to do it because i don't know i just maybe i'm just fussy but <laughs> I, like, I like to do things myself because I know it's getting done properly and it's how I like it, you know. Maybe it's a little bit of control, I don't know, but 
Um, so you, so yeah. you've kind of been on this journey now for about two years because obviously you've been um, presenting for two years. Yeah, n- almost two years, yeah. managing artists as well for around the same time. Yeah. And, you know, f- um, you've come across very confident, like very um, educated in the sense that you know exactly what you're trying to do and where you're trying to go. Mm. Um, did you always feel like that? Or at no. the beginning, was it... How, <laughs> you know, how did you feel at the beginning? I think... When you're moving into a new career, like I said, I, I was in a completely different field. So coming into the music industry, it was probably like in 2018, I sat there and I was like, I want to be in music. I don't know what I want to do in music, but I know that I want to be in the industry and I know that I want to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And I think that was my thing. I think as a woman, because even though I wasn't in the industry, I could clearly see like what it was about and I could clearly see like, it's hard for women to be respected and, you know, make a name for themselves and all of that stuff. Like, so my thing was just, yeah, I want to be in music, but I want to be someone who makes a difference and someone who's doing something that that's never been done before or whatever it is. So I think that was kind of like my starting point. And then it just grew from there. I didn't necessarily know exactly how it was going to look, whether it was going to be artist management, whether it was going to be, you know, so it's just kind of like you kind of navigate it yeah. yeah as I've gone along and I think that's an important thing like for anyone who is maybe looking to not even just in music but if you're looking to change your career I think sometimes you don't have to know you? yeah you have to be flexible and as you go through your journey you might discover that actually you thought you wanted to go that way mm-hmm. but actually you want to go that way and that's not a bad thing because mm-hmm. you sometimes put yourself in a box and you say okay I'm gonna do xyz in this that might not be the thing for you and that's okay mm. and it's okay to change your mind and change direction so I just try to keep it very much like let me just see where this goes I might end up over there I might end up over there but whatever I'm doing that I just want to enjoy it and that was my thing and that's a like, really key point then yeah isn't it? just making sure that whatever you're doing you're enjoying yeah it. and then you're kind of fall into or follow the right path exactly yeah. so being a woman in this music industry mm-hmm. obviously you just touched on it a little bit there but mm-hmm. it's very difficult very. in this industry so you know very. what's your experience has been like have you had any kind of like pushback at all getting challenges um, do you know what i i'm very kind of grateful because i haven't ever had any like wicked experiences where i've you know found myself in situations where I don't know, maybe I felt really uncomfortable or, you know, I think a lot of last year, a lot of things were getting exposed, like, um, yeah, like you know, like sexual abuse and things like that. Like, I'm so lucky that I've never experienced anything like that personally, but I know a lot of people who have. Mm-hmm. So seeing it firsthand, you know, it's not it's not nice. And um, it happens way more than you would think as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's another thing as well. I just, I want to kind of, just kind of change that or not change the other but help to change yeah. it. Yeah. Do you think I was gonna say, do you think things are improving for females Definitely. in this industry? Yeah, things are improving. There's still a long way to go, but things are improving. And why um, is that? Why do you think it is? Is that because we're being exposed and there's a lot of things that are just being pushed yeah, out there as the public? I think so. And do you know what it is? I think I've seen a lot of men coming out and actually like being that voice for women yeah and i think that's the difference i think we can like women can shout about certain things all day long we never get we never we get heard but we don't get listened to do you get what Mm. i mean like people don't take it in they're like oh yeah you know that shouldn't be happening but it just gets 
forgotten about or brushed under the carpet and i think the difference is i've seen men actually coming out now and saying look do you know what it's not enough for us to support women we actually have to like be their voice yeah. and i think that's where the change is going to happen and it's men putting up their friends and saying look you can't act like that or you can't do that or you know what i mean yeah, like cause you're going to take it a lot more seriously coming from you know your friend who you respect or mm-hmm. maybe you know their opinion means more to you than maybe a woman they've never met before in your life do you get what i mean and mm-hmm. i just i really hope that men continue to do that because i think that's the only way that we're going to get change definitely yeah and do you think as a female in this industry do you need to maybe change your persona a little bit to to get heard or do you think that you're comfortable with just being who you are and people are accepting you for who you are i think i str- i struggle because i'm the type of person I, i'm just myself and there's so many different layers to me even just down to the way i dress like sometimes i like to be like well okay most of the time i like to just be in a tracksuit and trainers like i just yeah like sometimes i just say i think i was a boy in a previous (laughs) life because i just love it like a very pretty boy (laughs) i just love to just i wear men's clothes i just love it but obviously in every now and then you know i want to feel nice but even like for me like even like on instagram like most of the time if there's a picture that like you know i might be showing a bit more skin or something like that i actually just delete it after because i actually don't like i, I would never want someone to go on my page and look at me and think that that's like, what you're about yeah mm. and i know that that probably seems weird but i think it doesn't no but i just i don't know it's hard for women it is really hard and i think about these things and i think i could i know that if i post certain content it's going to get more likes and mm-hmm. it's going to get me more engagement on my instagram mm-hmm. and it's probably going to propel me a bit like further into the spotlight if you like but i don't want to be known for that right. i want to be known for like my talent and talent what i'm doing work. and my yeah my personality yeah. so more than the other day like i posted a picture and i think it was literally like the most liked for everyone picture i had to delete it it's like i literally deleted it what was it picture? It was just me, but like, I had you wear it. It was a bit more of a yeah, I had like a bit of boob, and obviously like, you know, people obviously, you know, they like what they like, whatever, but like boobies. I just kept looking at the picture, and I was like, no, and I deleted it, I had to just delete it, because... Do you think, though, because obviously, you know, you are a bit more established now, Mm. I would consider you as established, do you Mm. think that maybe at the beginning stages you Mm. would have been more comfortable with with having that out there or do you think? Maybe, maybe, but I don't know, it's just, you you have to have a balance and I think, you know, I want to be able to sometimes, you know, post a nice sexy Mm. pic and not feel the type of way about it, but it's so sad that that opens the floodgates to so many things, like, like people just start thinking they can just like jump in my dms and start yeah. talking to me and i'm just like just because i'm posing a picture you can see a little bit of my skin like doesn't mean you can just and you know what's interesting because females like you that your instagram is actually used for business yes it's actually used because you're trying to network you're trying to you know it's not drive a thing yourself. about my ego or yeah i don't want to have a million followers because i want to be popular like yeah. my instagram is actually just like a business tool like mm. People can see what I'm up to, see what things I'm working on, blah, 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 blah. Obviously, you know, posting pictures and stuff of myself, that's me. That's my yeah. personality. And I do, you know, I like taking pictures. I like posting pictures. Um, but, yeah, I think it's, it's you have to just remember that, you know, Instagram's different for different people. Mm. Some people, it's like, they like, you know, yeah. Or yeah. it's like, look at me. This is like, you know, like my picture. It's not about that for me. But. Mm. 
So yeah. talking about social media, you've mm-hmm. also got um, a bit of a show, haven't you? <laughs> and yeah. I'm, really wanna, I'm really excited to talk about this show because I'm a massive foodie. Mm-hmm. I'm a you know, we I, need to, we need to go eat together no, after do. lockdown. Especially because you're vegan. Yeah. And I'm not really, I'm not really experienced any good yeah. vegan food. Mm-hmm. And I love so, people say that. Yes. Yeah. Tell me about your show. So it's called Cook with Coco. Um, it's just literally a bit of fun. I love food. I love cooking. Um, I've been vegan for like three years yeah. now. Um, and like you, people always say to me like, I've never had any nice vegan food or what do you eat? Like, what do you eat? Like, people just assume I eat lettuce and we don't eat lettuce. I mean, I'm not that bold. <laughs> 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 no, but they do, they're just like, but you can't eat chickpeas. You can't eat, yeah, is it like chickpeas? Is it hummus every day? Like, what are you eating? So I kind of wanted to just be like, no, do you know what? Like, I eat good. Like, mm-hmm. I know I just wanted to sh- like, share like easy recipe ideas, quick recipe ideas that people can make. Because um, I think for a lot of people as well, they think it's hard to cook nice vegan things because obviously you do have to be a bit more adventurous. I have that in my mind. That is hard, but also yeah. it's expensive. Is it not? Do you know what? It's actually cheaper. It depends how you do it. So mm-hmm. obviously there's a lot of like um, vegan meat replacements. Yeah. So you can get vegan, but you can get anything, chicken, blah, blah, blah. Some of those brands, obviously, because it's still considered like um, a speciality kind of thing, obviously that's a bit more expensive, but yeah. if you just wanted to just eat, you know, just like whole whole plant-based foods, you know, like vegetables, fruit and all of that stuff, it's cheap. Like you go to the supermarket, you're buying all fresh stuff. You can make curries, you can make loads of things. You don't have to, it's actually cheaper. Like you know, it can be cheaper. So what made you decide to go into veganism? Again, it's just my life is just a series of random decisions. <laughs> I literally just woke up one day and I think I went on Instagram and I think I literally saw someone um, who was vegan and they were talking about doing veganuary. I don't know if okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like kind of like dry January or one of them things. So a lot of people just try vegan for the month of January. Um, and they were saying that they were doing it, um, I think this was like a few days before New Year, because a few days before I literally just went to like a steak restaurant and had like a massive steak. <laughs> I was like, what am I even doing? But I was like, yeah, do you know what? Like, that like was your last steak ever? Yeah, it was, it was. <laughs> I like, like you said, I do actually like a challenge. So for mm-hmm. me, I was like, I was really heavily into my fitness at this time. I was going to gym all the time. And I thought, mm, how can I kind of like amp up my fitness thing? So I'll do veganuary, I'll just go vegan, I'll cut out meat for a month, see how I get on. So literally in my mind, it was never a thing of, I'm going to do this forever. It was just like, let me give it a go. And then I got like two weeks in, I had so much energy. Like my friends were telling me, like, I don't know what happened to me, but I was literally like bouncing off the walls. Like I think I've heard that. They thought I was on crack or something. <laughs> like, honestly, like, I was loving life. I was like, how can I feel this great in my body? Like. And not to like TMI or anything like that, yeah. but I'd, I'd suffered a lot of like stomach problems and things. And okay. I just kind of thought, oh, uh, you know, my, I don't know. I think I had like mild IBS or something, mm. but because I'd had it for like probably all my life. I didn't, yeah, no, you know, like yeah. sometimes you just have f- foods that don't agree or whatever, but I loved food. So I was like, I'm not going to stop eating yeah. anything. Um, but yeah, when I went vegan, like I, my stomach was a lot better. And then I did it for the month and I got to the end of the month and I was like, do I even miss meat? And I was thinking about it and I was like, I don't. I actually just didn't miss it. Um, and I was enjoying like trying new foods and stuff. And the crazy thing is like up until the age of 22, I actually didn't eat any vegetables. Like, oh really? I hated. <laughs> 
So you wasn't very healthy then? No. Like, I hated vegetables. Like, my mum and dad, for my whole life, tried to force me to eat vegetables. I wouldn't eat it. So now I literally eat everything, like, broccoli and kale are literally, like, my favourite. It's weird, like... But it's I'm interesting, because just... I don't think I used to eat vegetables when I was young no, as well. No, I just wasn't. It's like... not something that you think about. No, and I just used to look at it and be like, broccoli? Who would eat broccoli? Like, yeah. that's disgusting. You just like, want to eat for the pleasure, so you just want to eat yeah, the tasty Yeah, and like, you know, like, cheese and pizza mm. and like, all that stuff. Um, when you look back on it and you think about all that unhealthy food you're yeah. eating, it's actually crazy. It is mad, it is mm. mad. And even my brother, he's vegan now, and he's the last, last person on this earth who I'd ever thought would eat, like, be vegan. Like, he was one of them kids, you know, like, Processed food, like um, you know, like them Frankfurter sausages. Oh God, like, yeah. Just processed meat. Yeah, that, have all of that. Pizza, like he was. His diet was the worst, and he's like one of the healthiest people I've, I know now. So it's just it's mindset. Like it's all about your mindset. And yeah. and once I started to see how much how great I felt and how much healthier I felt, I was like, nah, this is good. Back. This is, must be good for my body. And you know, I'm trying to live to I'm like 100, so. Definitely, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the benefits sound amazing, but yeah. I'm just trying to think, can I actually go a week without eating meat? I don't know. I think, it, like I say, it's, it's mind over matter, and a lot of it's habit. But yeah. when you break down your food, you're like, okay, what, what do you normally eat? You have like a meat, a veg, and a potato, um, a potato a like a carb, yeah. yeah. So then when you take the meat away, you're like, what, veg and carb? Like, that's yeah. boring. Yeah. But then you have to just kind of, be a bit more adventurous and replace the meat with something else. So yeah, like something a bit because obviously the chicken is what brings the, the flavour, isn't it? Yeah. So you've got to bring some spices into it. Yeah. So it's just it's just mm. it's just the mindset change. You could definitely do it. I mean, I'll try. I've been I've been told to do it. So for like last three years, I've been. But ease a yourself in. It. Like people always think, oh, if I'm gonna go vegan, I've got to cut. No, like maybe just a few times a week, eat meat less. Yeah. Cut out dairy, uh, like you know, if you dairy, if you're a meat, do you meat? <laughs> meat oh no, no, I can do that. No, but like, okay, <laughs> do you drink tea or do you have milk? And then hot chocolate. Okay, yeah. So then just swap it for almond cheese. Milk. Okay, cheese is. Do you know what? Cheese is the one that gets everyone because cheese. Number one, it's addictive. We know this, yes. but obviously it's nice. Like, and that's the one thing people find hard to get rid of is the cheese. Because what do you have on a vegan pizza? Vegan cheese. Does it taste like cheese? Do you know what? Even in the last three years, when I first went vegan, some of the vegan cheese was a bit. Uh, I was a bit like that. This is. But I think the recipes and like the formulas that they've done now, some of the vegan like you wouldn't even know. Like I made a mac and cheese the other day, and um, and my boyfriend like he is not vegan, but he was like I wouldn't even know it wasn't cheese. Really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're gonna make so, me a mac and cheese? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I will definitely be like you know, that. Yeah, message me. I'll send you on. So, lockdown has been the bane of everybody's lives for the past year. How has lockdown been affecting you and also your work? Mm-hmm. Um, it's been, <laughs> it's not been easy, but i tried to take as much from it as I can. And I think a lot of people have got more time on their hands now um, if they're unable to do like their normal stuff or maybe they're unable to work or whatever it may be. And when I first, like, we went into lockdown, that was me. I was kind of transitioning from a few things I was doing and I found myself thinking, okay, I've got more time on my hands, what can I do? And that's just when I really just 
started focusing on all my things that I wanted to do and I started a podcast I did a podcast right. last year what's the name of the podcast um, it's called the self-made podcast um, oh I follow the self-made podcast I didn't yeah. know you was part of that yeah so it's interesting self-made <laughs> podcast. and it's just all about like um like self-development and kind of like self-empowerment and I had a lot of amazing guests I had a guest every episode and mm-hmm. um, and yeah, that was something I wanted to be like, wanted to do for a long time, but I just didn't have the time. So lockdown gave me the chance to do that. I, I did all that myself and put that out. So there's a whole series, so go check that out. Um, I have also recorded series two. It's all done, but just haven't had time to edit it together. Um, so yeah, I did that. Like I just kind of tried to just every day get up and just be productive, um, but also just like appreciating like the little 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 things mm. so even for me now if i go to asda and buy like do like a bit of shopping and come home and like make a nice dinner like that to me is just like i'm just it's fun how happy. the simple things are because yeah. there's way, so many it? people going through it like mm. right now and you know losing everything like lost their job like you know having to provide for their families and struggle like it's just crazy like some like what people are going through so i think just every day i've just been trying to like be grateful for like the little little things that i have and yeah. Um, yeah but it's yeah i think for everyone it's just been hard <laughs> i think been you've very been very you know, very inspirational because you know <clears throat> you're going through this and actually taking the time to find stuff to motivate yourself with mm-hmm. and keep yourself going is not easy no, at all not, so that, that is really motivational oh, and um, i'm sure there's a lot of people that will be listening to this and be thinking oh yeah right i need to do something yeah, now yeah yeah inspire them. yeah but also as well if you're not i just want to stress as well like it's okay and i think a lot of people like are seeing people maybe like me who are just like constantly doing things and constantly productive and i think you oh, like you know and it's making them feel like they should be but at the end of the day like like i say if you're waking up every day and you're happy and you're going to bed at night and you know you're happy that's the main thing and if that's watching netflix all day for 12 hours do that if that's being productive and you know working on something that you like a project or something do that but i think it's just about like whatever makes you feel the best everyone in has their own time don't they yeah and your time right now you might be in a place where you're feeling mentally capable strong to go like exactly exactly Whereas others you're won't not possibly be feeling uh-huh. like that. So and I've had them moments where I've laid in my bed for like a week and not done that. <laughs> I think you are. <laughs> no, I've done that. So it's it's however you feel at the time, and I think it's just taking every day as it comes as well. Some days you'll have amazing productive days and you'll do an at home workout and all that and then I feel great that day and then the next day I'm like a slob. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. but the fact is we're all humans, we're all aren't human we? And it's just it is what it is at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, is there anything you'd like to tell anybody that would possibly any young people that are trying to get mm-hmm. into, you know, presenting or even artist management? Yeah. Is there any any words of wisdom you could give um, them? I would just say, obviously in in those kind of like fields of work, but just in general, if there's something that you want to do, I think just don't be afraid to just do it, and uh, don't be scared about being rubbish at it because, like I was saying at the beginning. I had no experience in like any of this stuff and I just managed to you know learn teach myself network um and now I'm in a position where you know I'm doing it and I literally started from a completely different career so 
I think just, yeah, just don't be afraid to do what you want. And if there's something that you love, follow it. Like, and everyone who you look up to now started from the beginning. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah. I love that. Your confidence is key. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, you have to believe in yourself. Yeah. That's what it is, mentally. (laughs) Mentally being positive. You have to believe, like, you have Mm. to see yourself as the best. Yeah. Now. And then you end up becoming that. If you go into it and you're like, oh, I'm never going to be else. And then you're not going to grow. So you have to just like believe in yourself. Very, very <laughs> true. Okay. Thank you so much for your time. You. It's been lovely talking to you and yes, really indeed. getting some insight and some information as to, you know, how you've developed into the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just want to say thank you for coming on Sofa Talks and we wish you all the best for your thank future. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Legacy, legacy.